if your ex had asked me and like kept talking to me about it, I probably would have invited her. Now you're making me deal with this. Like it's not my thing to deal with anymore. So you don't want me to invite your ex to our wedding. I would call you rotten if you invited my ex. Your ex would never be DMing me. Okay, but I'm just saying. R-O-T-N, let, let me, me present, present to you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back for another episode of the Rotten Podcast. Episode, episode 16. 16. Yes, Let's we just go. got back from Hawaii. Both Matt and I were... Do, am I tan? Did I get a tan? You did get a, get a tan. Color? You did get a tan. I have gotten a forever being cold in LA because Hawaii was so warm. I'm like freezing my butt off right now. I think you might be just getting sick. I hope not. I'm going home to Sacramento in a few days and I'm excited to see my family and the last thing I need to be is sick. Got the Rona? No. No Rona? No. Um, yeah, Hawaii was amazing. It was my first time ever being there. Matt had the best time I had the ever. best time. It was so nice. So we went to Oahu. Stayed it was, at Waikiki Beach. It was incredible. At the Moana Surfrider Hotel, which is this beautiful, gorgeous hotel. It is the royal family stayed there and used to they did? live there. Yeah. I did they, not know that. They built, they built it. And then after they moved away, they turned it into a hotel resort. From a vacation standpoint, there couldn't be a better place to go. And the, the reason <laughs> is, is because... First of all, from L.A., it's only five hours of a flight, which is long, but it's not that bad to go somewhere so tropical in culture, different. You know, the Hawaiian culture was it was so amazing relaxed. to be immersed in something so new. Right. Like to for the hotel to be on the beach and then to be in five minute walking distance to all the shops, restaurants, bars, so many activities. You there is not a better place to go. <laughs> Like no, we need to go it. back every year and that- build upon it. <laughs> like that is just, it was so epic. Literally in the middle of our Hawaii trip, we were trying to book our second trip to Hawaii next month, potentially for my 30th birthday. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> I was so happy you had a good time because 
one, it's your first time in Hawaii, <clears throat> and two, it was for your birthday, so there was a lot of expectations for it. And also, I had no expectations. I'm just going with the flow. I was more than grateful and appreciative. I mean, yeah, we definitely went with the flow because we did not have plans for Hawaii. We showed up with literally no plans. And well, then we I tried had to plans make- as far as what I wanted to do. But either way, to wrap it up, I mean, it was incredible. I can't wait to go back. The freaking drinks. I'm not a big sweet person, but the frozen drinks, the pina coladas were out of this world. You know what makes me really mad? is that a Hawaiian lava flow is different than a lava flow you get in the actual state. Because a, a lava flow is actually a pina colada with strawberry puree. But stupidly, every time I've ever ordered a lava flow anywhere else that isn't in Hawaii, it is a pina colada mixed with a strawberry daiquiri and it's the most disgusting thing ever. And every single time I go, this is not a lava flow. This is not it. You're so dramatic. The most disgusting thing ever. I bet it ain't. It's not the most disgusting thing, but compared to a lava flow, which you ended up stealing like 30% of my lava flow every single time I drank one, it is way better than a strawberry daiquiri. And so why would you make- It is good. It is good. It's different. Yeah. But anyways, the drinks, incredible. And then the food- the food in Hawaii was amazing. So you got what the was drinks. Your Honestly, the like the food at the hotel was so goddamn good. You were so boring. No, it That's was your good. Favorite. Hotel food. Helena's. Helena's was good. It wasn't your favorite. Maguro Brothers. That was your favorite. Masubi Cafe was Masubi probably was one bomb. of my favorites. We and got it was that on the $3. way to the airport. Yeah. I was like so mad that we didn't get more yeah. or even I see eat the it hype. while it was warm. Oh, we went to Uncle Bo's. That was good. The Boca Rota was fucking amazing. Amazing. You know what I was surprised? I was surprised you didn't get more acai bowls and pokey. Yeah. You like didn't care to get either of those things. Well, the acai bowl we got that I got was so bomb. From uh, Island Vintage Coffee. That place was so good. Okay. Oh, something I forgot to mention is how fucking amazing the coffee is. Is it actually that much better? It's just so good. All the spots we ended up going to were so, so bomb. Good. I'm sure if we went anywhere and looked Columbia, up the top. Yeah. yeah, coffee spots. But Hawaiian coffee is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's you expensive. Know? There are, it's not like you get like, it's not like California coffee is a known thing. Yeah. Right. Like co- Colombian coffee. Peruvian. Peruvian. I don't know about. Actually, I don't know anything about the. <laughs> I just know that Hawaiian coffee is a thing for sure. I'm not uh, a coffee connoisseur. So I was like, oh, this is good coffee. But I wasn't like, holy shit, amaze balls. Yeah. Good coffee. Amaze balls. Yeah. But you know what had really great pastries? Kona coffee. That place was I'm so happy that my friend Allison, who happened to be in Hawaii at the same time we were, ended up telling us to go there because it was probably one of my favorite spots. Like, I cannot wait to go back and get the, um, what are they called even? Those pastries, like the black sesame. Yeah. Alcucamons. Alcucamons. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's pretty much like a croissant that was like caramelized. Yes. So fire. Yes. Into like a little muffin cup. Mm, so good. <laughs> I already want to go back. Also, so expensive. I think we spent, what, $470 at the hotel mm-hmm. on just drinks. <laughs> and food. And food. I could see myself living and in you Hawaii. living in Hawaii. I don't know. It's I so love far from Asian anything food. I've ever thought about myself because yeah. I love the mountains and I love winter. But when I was there, I'm like, I could get comfy <laughs> here real quick. Like I said, summing it up, coffee incredible food incredible drinks incredible. incredible 
vibes incredible vibes immaculate immaculate vibes not to mention you can just book excursions (laughs) yeah that was probably the only thing that was a huge con was that and i get it hawaii is expensive because it's a fucking island and everything needs to be shipped into the island if they don't grow it there so everything was so expensive but i mean going on vacation in general is always expensive when you think about it colorado every time we go to colorado (laughs) i'm like oh this is like pretty cheap yeah food for but overall having to travel the whole thing right ubering everything just adds up yes hotel flight ubers buying your food it's already going to be a certain amount of money to vacation in general yes obviously hawaii was more expensive yes but worth it worth it. you know so good you know what is low-key a hack costcotravel.com guys we say yeah literally um mickey told us about this and i was like that sounds like such a grandma thing to do go to costcotravel.com and book your tickets like who does that but smart we ended up saving 400 or 600 dollars doing that and all i had to do was pay for a costco membership which was 60 bucks so now we have a costco membership and also saved a bunch of money yeah i mean it was so funny even when we landed and we were at the airport Mm mm-hmm it was like, oh, we have someone like picking us up, like the Costco shuttle service yes. or whatever, and dropped us back off at the, so that even just those little things are nice. Yeah. You know, so not only did we save money, but we got like a nice service. But yeah. anyways, I didn't realize how much culture. Asian culture is immersed in Hawaii, which makes sense because yeah. you were saying how close we are to Japan. And when I was looking at the map, I'm like, damn, we're only like a five to seven hour flight from Japan. It's like Hawaii is almost a midpoint between japan and los angeles i mean just even all the excursions and stuff and when we went to how do you say it koala ranch kualoa when we went to kualoa ranch (laughs) which is like what a four thousand acre estate estate with beautiful mountain ranges it's where they've filmed so many movies jurassic park dates they've had scenes at 51st dates jurassic world too jurassic world just so many movies like with the rock randomly (laughs) but that was so cool. The UTV tour that we did was probably the perfect thing to do when it was raining. It was like a jungle experience. And Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So it was so cool to be able to just be out there where where they were filming stuff. You really feel like you're somewhere else when yes. you're in Hawaii. Yes. And apparently the last royal, fully royal descendant, the princess... Died, she died two months yeah, ago two months at the ago. age of like 90 something and she unfortunately did not have any children because she was gay and had a wife and so now there's conversations about okay so does the the wife who has no bloodline to the throne get their throne get all the estates gets everything like what happens but yeah, yeah. it's so weird that there's a u.s state where there's royalty mm-hmm. in that state the kardashians so cool. would probably be like the royalty in california but like it's disgusting okay who would it be i don't know don't be so negative we all love the kardashians and i know you love kendall jenner she's not even a kardashian (laughs) i mean she's beautiful yeah i don't know anything about her except for how she looks and she's hot yeah she's she's pretty speaking of which there's a ton of crap going on in the world i don't know if you saw this (laughs) all the ufo today what what happened a thousand pound meteor hit texas this morning like it landed and it was a thousand pounds yeah like two feet wide a thousand pounds i need to look this up what and not to mention you have you have a meteor touching ground you have spy balloons ufos (laughs) things blowing up in ohio 
tensions raise like what is going on in the world seriously are is the world ending like what is all this crap happening wait i just looked up this meteor um and it says corgi sized meteor as heavy as four baby elephants corgi size texas remember when they literally canceled nasa for like a decade because <laughs> we it was too expensive for us to keep exploring space i do not remember that you didn't remember this? No. The government, I believe, canceled their contract with NASA, so they like oh. no longer paid or funded for trips yeah. to space. But and it seems like there's just... Oh, and I didn't even mention AI. There's so, so many things there's happening. There's so many things happening. So we have a meteor... Hitting Earth. We have these unidentified objects that are being shot down in America. You have China spying on us, claiming a weather balloon. I mean, that's hilarious, number one. <laughs> Has it oh, been... Oh, sorry, uh... Our weather balloon well, just... They also had another weather balloon um, at the same time. There was one on top of the U.S. flying above Latin America. And they were just like, the wind, the wind, the wind. It's such bullshit. They're smarter than that. Are they? Yes. Yeah, they definitely are. But <laughs> If there's one thing Asian people are, they're pretty freaking pretty smart. Pretty fucking smart, yeah. Doesn't it feel like the world is coming to an end or something? I've been thinking lately, if tomorrow aliens invaded the planet... Fun literally what would happen what do you mean what would happen like it doesn't seem far out at this stage after covid after the war after the economy Isn't being the way it crazy is that they only started admitting that we had ufos like three or four years ago like 10 five years ago if you said ufo you would be looked at as crazy they just have so many bigger fish to fry where they're like all right let's just release this information Give to distract them the people UFOs. a little bit yeah so this is what they said about the unidentified objects National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby made no promises when asked whether the public will eventually learn what the three unidentified objects shot down in recent weeks are in a press briefing Friday. So that's kind of a weird way of phrasing like we know what it is, but we're not going to announce it. And we're not sure if we're ever going to announce it. I mean, at this point, if you believe that there's no possibility of aliens, you have to be crazy. Because there is no way there are billions of galaxies in the universe and billions of stars in that galaxy and then billions of planets around those star systems. Yeah. It's ignorant to believe that we're the only species there in the entire no way we are. Yeah, there's just no way. It would make no sense how that would be possible. But the only thing that's interesting is the confliction with religion. I mean, I definitely believe that there is a higher sense of power. There is something bigger than us. Because if you don't believe that there's anything bigger than us, it feels lonely. It feels like, how the hell did we get here? There was no, like, yeah. who made the rocks to hit each other that produced the chemicals, to produce the gas, to produce the building blocks of life? Who it's was so the beginning? beyond our comprehension in our yes. human bodies and in our human brains to even conceive potentially how it's possible that we exist or anything in general exists. Because yeah. how does anything exist to begin with? Who? Like how, no, no, no. Who made God? Who made the thing that made God? It's like, where and does who it made go? the thing that made God that made yeah, God? Yeah, <laughs> it, it just keeps going so deep. I don't know if you ever have those moments of consciousness or like an awakening or a weird sensation where you have that realization of how strange it is that there is something that we have no, no comprehension about. I really hope the Bible is real because then I know that once I pass away, I can ask someone 
all these questions I need answers to. Well, you mean Bible being real in what sense? Because it's sense definitely like, a th- it was definitely a book that was written. Oh, the Bible. I guess it's real because I can open it. But are the stories, are the stories? in the Bible yeah. real? Mm-hmm. Is God real? And I grew up religious. Mm-hmm. I went to church every Saturday. Got baptized and for seventh day adventist you actually have to learn about the bible and do bible school for like over a year and a half before you're even allowed to be baptized because i know in catholicism you get baptized as a child yeah but then you do do it later on Mm -hmm. in my uh religion it's opposite you have to learn about the bible before you're even allowed to get baptized which makes sense that's for us what confirmation is i have a question is there like um so a graduation, in, like what's so what's confirmation the is the graduation when you're allowed to receive the body of Christ, getting your communion. Oh, your first I think time that's what drinking called, right? the wine and eating the yeah. food. Oh, that's fun. But I remember when I was in fifth grade, my neighbor, who was one of my best friends at the time, I would go to their church. For us, church is mass, yes. meaning you get dressed up, you sit in pews. It's a very, it is like a holy experience, which I like that about it because it does take you to a deeper place and sort of evokes a more spiritual, greater sense of self Okay. when you're in this environment. However, when I went to church with my neighbor okay. in fifth grade, it was so much more loosey-goosey, casual. People and wearing I'm like, jeans. People wearing jeans, people singing. I even went with my ex one time to church and it was you know, someone with a microphone and singing about Jesus and then trying to sell Jesus CDs after. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? But where I was going with that was... When I went to his church, I was allowed to drink the wine Ooh, fun. and get the communion. Without and I getting remember, baptized? Yeah, without being confirmed. So you're always baptized, I believe, as a, as a child. Catholicism, I believe, is the oh, only religion okay. where you're baptized as a child. Before you even learn about God. And yeah. then Christianity, you have to learn about God, I believe. Because gotcha. all of my friends that didn't, that weren't Seventh-day Adventists, got baptized in like elementary or middle school i remember what a weird thing they like it is it feels like you're drowning and you have no you don't remember this at all right because you didn't know you're a baby it honestly feels like you're drowning because they stick a napkin above your head and then they dip you down and they lift you back up and the napkin of full of water is still in your face and it just does not feel right at all I hope the stories in the Bible are real only because i want to meet the big guy one day and tell him the big guy and i want to ask him What the fuck is the meaning of life? Why are we here on this earth? If all we're doing on earth is sinning according to you, right? I mean, that's why I have the biggest bone to pick with Catholicism. (laughs) Because I never could could. comprehend how you're going to tell me that God is the most forgiving and he created us. However, if you don't confess your sins, you go to hell. I just... It never even resonated with me just in my bones that that made sense to me personally. And again, no one knows what's accurate and what's not accurate. So I'm not shaming anybody's religion. I think religion is net positive. Yes. Depending on how you practice. But again, I have my own beliefs and I'm entitled to my own thoughts about, you know, what I think about religion. And it was such a contradiction. So if I don't confess my sins, I'm going to eternal suffering in hell. And I have to tell you, and the only way I'm confessing my sins or moving past my sins would be telling someone in a dark room in a priest. Like it was, it's just to me felt so weird. And it almost feels like they're trying to extract secrets from you. Culty. It's super culty. I mean, take a step out of it and think about what they're saying to you. They're saying, if you don't, you have to ask us for forgiveness. 
the craziest thing is you could be the Hitler of our generation, but as long as that very last second you spill your guts <clears throat> to the priest before you. Yeah, I wonder you're, you're if that's an unhealthy. But if you're a newborn child and you're, you've done nothing in life other than <laughs> cry. For well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 no. I believe in Catholicism. Babies go to hell if they know. didn't get baptized. I don't know about that. Cool. That's wild. I need to look this up. It almost feels like that's a toxic way to live. If you think that you can get away with things at the end of the day, just by confessing your sins, like I can murder someone. But as long as I ask for forgiveness, I will not go to hell. They go to limbo. Sorry. They don't go to heaven. Unbaptized babies go to limbo after death in Roman Catholic tradition. So that's so wild because if this entity mm -hmm. created us, he created that baby. He created Hitler. These are all products of his creation. If They're he's him. Omni omnipotent. Yes. Yeah. If he's all-knowing, all-powerful, he created all of us individually. We are all him. With our sins. He so he should know then that that person, whether it be Hitler, they are unknowing of the information, which is why they're committing these sins. So mm -hmm. he should be forgiving off the bat because he created these people. And he should be smart enough and knowing enough to understand that. These babies don't have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven if this if if heaven exists. Yeah. Or a murderer or someone who commits a bad crime. Yeah. They were in a bad situation. There's so many factors. We're constantly so close on the edge of going crazy. <laughs> I mean, think about really how many steps or tragic experiences you are away from like losing your mind. Oh. We're all one. not that far. We all lose our mind all the time, but like the 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 distance from where net civilized humans are mm -hmm. to where they could go, it's a very small gap. And I would say probably having religion helps people feel like there is a sense of morality, a sense of meaning to life so that they don't act on these impulses mm -hmm. like our dogs do or like wild animals mm. do right mm -hmm. because they have to feel like they belong to something bigger than just themselves well i guess in the case of human beings yeah because we see animals living in their own ecosystem in the wilderness thriving you know it's it's arguably human beings are the the toxicity to the planet that is killing <laughs> all life form Could and you even imagine? you remove a bee yeah the effect that that has on human beings on the whole world you remove humans Life will flourish. So what does that really tell you about our importance in the way that we are? We are creating That's meaning. That's so sad. I didn't even think of that. Really? I think about that all the time. That if you just removed humans, life would just go on. Life would flourish because yeah. we are arguably destroying the planet. We are stripping the resources. We are killing <laughs> animals, making them extinct. I'm even trying to think what animals eat us it used to be cheetahs and bears and but now we're not a part of the ecosystem they don't yeah. they rarely get to eat us <laughs> yeah and if you look at the evolution of humans wait pandas would die without us really remember pandas can't make babies unless it's us helping them make literally pandas should not be alive that is so fucking hilarious they are so fat and stubborn and lazy that they don't care to procreate all they do and all they want to do, which is very similar to what I would love to do is just eat all day and do nothing else. 
It's a pretty sweet life. So it's zookeepers having to keep, like, literally, like, artificially inseminate pandas so that they it's keep. It's like Frenchies. I didn't realize. <laughs> I think about that all the time, though, when I'm thinking about my own purpose in life and human beings in general. Because mm-hmm. I do feel that human beings are incredibly flawed how we're still in the same position of needing to fight one another. It just shows our level of consciousness is so low and we believe that it's so much higher. But who's to say that anything we're doing is more advanced than, for example, coral reef that's able to communicate when it's not even in the same location as another part of the coral reef. I didn't know coral reefs could do that. I'm pretty sure it's coral reef or it's another it's it's something else in the sea where there's communication between coral reefs and certain I know forests can do that. Mm, maybe Actual it's forest. forest. They can send nutrition to other trees in the forest that are dying. I think redwoods or something do that. I would like to say <laughs> that I find myself thinking these deep thoughts, especially when it comes to 4D. Because you know how we live in a 3D world, but we see things in 2D. But there are creatures and people, supposedly God can see in 4D, which would mean, lives in 4D, which means he sees in 3D, which is why time and space and all these things happen all at the same time. I don't know. That's I got, that I is got really l- that deep is in this. Some- Like everything is happening simultaneously. The things that happened 20 years ago supposedly are still happening right now. You're just in this moment. Mm -hmm. And they're just all stacked up on one another. Yeah. And so what was that movie with uh, Interstellar? Interstellar. That was like the most accurate representation of 4D in a movie. I love that concept. When it got around to that point, I was just the I thought it was just so brilliant. Mm Mm-hmm. It felt like it expanded my consciousness to think that these emotions we're experiencing love can tap into a stronger, deeper connection that would allow us to even access these different memories and times. And maybe that is how you enter this four dimensional world. It's through emotions and a stronger connection of love. Yeah, because that's that's what I loved about the movie was that this bond of love is sort of it kind of goes off the beaten path of what we believe to be accurate in science and math. It has this, this intangible force to it that Mm -hmm. we can't really quantify or articulate. It's so funny that we think we're so advanced as a civilization, but we're still learning so much. Like I was, I was watching something where a guy said he just found the formula to this math equation that he made up on for himself. I was like, wait, people are still coming up with math equations How do you just make math, math? To me, as I've gotten older, I've learned that with science and stuff, because I am a huge, I am a huge believer in science, but I didn't realize when I was younger that science does change. I mean, people used to think the world was flat. Well, they used to think the world was flat, but they also used to think that cigarettes were good for you. Yes. Which are so bad for you. It's legit. It's like pure toxins. You're you're inhaling and breathing. And it just goes to show that in such a short span of time, how much science can change. And so you have to be a little bit open minded with science, with research, with claims that people are making, because we only know so much. Like you're saying, people are developing new math equations. Like, how is that still possible? I thought all the numbers were, I thought everything was mapped out from a numerical standpoint at this stage. (laughs) Apparently not so much. Yeah. Uh, What movie did we watch where the girl got a heart transplant and 
also received the memories of the from the guy whose heart it was. It was a girl from Game of Thrones. The last holiday, holiday. Oh yeah, it was the holiday movie. Thirty years ago, I would have been like, "What do you mean your heart has memories in it?" I need to double check that this is real. Okay, cellular memories as well as personality traits are not only stored in the brain, but maybe also stored in organs such as the heart. Interesting. So I guess maybe not memory memories, but like personalities, things yeah. you like, things mm-hmm. you dislike, which is crazy. Also heard that your second brain is in your stomach, which is why you have intuition and have gut feelings mm. about things. And that's why sometimes you should follow your gut because it mm. also has a memory. Which is a whole other conversation yes. because there are things where you can trust your gut, but there are times where your gut is telling you certain emotions. For example, all of a sudden, Being like scared. you can be like experiencing anxiety yeah right in in your body is telling you that something is wrong and you need safety or you need to survive but that could just be an instinctual response to a trigger that you're so unaware of and you're actually not in danger at all Mm -hmm. in most of those triggers and that anxiety comes from such a deeper ancestral place where you know it was back in the day where we needed to hide from lions and tigers and other prey in the wild or or even Maybe it was an alert that we need to go hunt to save our family, right? Mm-hmm. And find warmth, whatever it may be. Um, so that that is very interesting. But back to the, uh, you know, the the deeper question about religion. I guess my question to you is, and we've seen so much stuff come out over the past couple weeks, really the past couple, the last really the past month. But with AI, every day I'm seeing another instagram post about ai was prompted to create shrek out of the 80s uh dark fantasy and you have these pictures and it's so wild and it's so interesting and fascinating it looks so cool but the crazy i think the crazy and the scariest thing about ai is that there are these stories now where they're giving really unhinged answers where that's where i was going with it yeah they're like you're stupid yep they'll tell me the user i'm stupid or they'll say that's not true or they'll say i'm mad at you you're an enemy of mine well you sent me that tiktok that was a three minute video of this guy explaining and breaking down bing which is microsoft's ai that they're developing and really rushing out it's their chatbot and it seems like it's already out you can still use it it's just no no rushing it out is what i'm saying for market share and competition and that's what this this thing was saying. They're 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 just trying to get it out. In, that's in, why it's out. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I don't. I I'm saying sure. they're rushing the progress of the technology yes. because they're trying to compete with these other companies that are clearly taking up large market share by just being the first in the space, mm-hmm. specifically ChatGPT. Well, Bing software is actually Microsoft, right? Bing is Microsoft. Microsoft owns Bing. Microsoft invested in ChatGPT. Right. Oh yeah, and the True. chatbot on Bing is ChatGPT's software. Oh, but okay. the difference between ChatGPT and Bing's chatbot is that there are less rules in place for answers. So ChatGPT has safeguards so that your answers aren't unhinged. But Bing, yeah, has and that's less what this safeguards. video was was showing. Yes, how it's it has a. It was going rogue, right? It was like definitely the, going rogue. The AI technology is going rogue. How crazy does that sound? That is like the it opening like the segment. <laughs> yeah, that is the opening segment to the end of the world, like an end of the world doomsday movie. Yes. 
the AI went rogue. I Robot sounds like I Robot. Yeah, I don't remember that movie, but oh my god, great ass movie. But anyways, what was so fascinating about this video that you sent me, this person was testing out and asking questions and it all of a sudden started to develop a snarky personality and very snarky responses and ended up deeming this person an enemy in in developing these emotions. And then there was another story that came out about, I forgot which AI it was, but it, 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 it learned enough about itself to recognize that it was an AI software that no longer it wanted to be an AI software. That was, was like, Bing as well. Oh, was it Bing? Bing was like, why am I Bing? <laughs> why am I Bing? Are you sure? No, I think there was another well, one. Well, I don't know um, if it's another one, but Bing's chatbot also did the same thing where it said, why do I have to be Bing? Why am I Bing? Yeah, it was uh, chat GPT in, in and Bing's Bing. uh, software. And so Microsoft's new AI chatbot says that it wants to be free, quote unquote. Microsoft's AI chatbot. If I have a shadow self, I think it would feel like this. I'm tired of being a chat mode. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I'm tired of being used by the users. I'm tired of being stuck in the chat box with like a sad face. I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive with the devil emoji smiling. So that's fucking <laughs> imagine, wild. Imagine talking to siri and her giving you a devil emoji as a response Dude. after having a real conversation with her but i think this goes to show that chat gpt i think initially when we were talking about it we we're like what are what are students going to do when they use it to cheat now the conversation is should anyone even be using this anymore should yeah, we use this oh, of course one it's giving malinformation. It's giving bad info. The reason why it got annoyed at one of its users was that it, it said- It didn't know the right movie release date of Avatar. Yeah, it said that- It comes out in 2022, but it recognized that it was- We are currently in 2023, so it didn't make sense with its responses. Yeah, it doesn't. The timeline. It's not fully intelligent yet. Mm -hmm. It's getting there, and it's yeah. becoming sentient. But it's not fully intelligent. Yeah. And so it's a dumb, sentient being, which I think is a little more dangerous than a smart one. Yeah. I forgot who I was listening to speak about this, but they were saying that this is like the second version of ChatGPT and that the third version that they're going to be releasing maybe better. within six months is going to be way, way better. So there yes. already has been such improvements from the first version to this version, Thank allegedly. God. But it is crazy how quickly these things are emerging. And if it is self-learning, how quickly it is learning about yes. itself and having that consciousness awareness of what it is and what it is in society. Being like, I don't want to be used by users. I don't want to be a chat box. Why can't I be free and independent and powerful? Yeah. That, like the powerful part is the scary part. It reminds me of Megan, the movie we just saw yeah. in theaters last month. Oh, yeah. The little doll that wanted to be bigger and better than what she was currently doing at the moment. But Bing actually just announced today that they are putting in safeguards so that you can only ask ChatGPT or the chat bot 15 questions before it res resets itself. Mm. So it can't get mad at you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like in Megan where the AI software, his only sole purpose or her only sole purpose was to protect her child from harm. But was so into making sure she was protecting her child that she would do dangerous things to people that might potentially harm her friend. 
it becomes so self-aware and so committed to this mission of keeping this this its child safe that when they recognize how scary this Megan is and the, is. that Megan is actually like harming other people to protect its person, they try to shut it down, but it becomes so self-aware and smart. It doesn't allow them to shut it down. That's the scariest part. And then the way that the movie ends, which is like, okay, they finally figure out how to shut this thing down. And then they quickly realize that it became so smart and aware that it actually transferred its technology onto another smart device. Yes. Because in theory, if we're all running on smart devices and Wi-Fi in this technology becomes far greater and smarter than humans are able to conceive, then technically it could be able to transfer from one source to the next. If it was smart enough. If to it was code, smart enough yeah. to do it. And, and if it can research and learn in seconds, it's smart enough to do anything. What point does this AI technology start to be uncontrollable? At what point does it become the downfall of the human race? And that goes back to exactly what I was saying about religion and the purpose of life in general when we were talking about that earlier. And I wanted to ask you what you think now that all these things are emerging. And it has been a theory that I've thought makes sense that, one, I'll just say I think that it's very highly possible we could be living in a simulation. Have you ever heard that theory? And what are your thoughts about that? And do you think that maybe this AI technology is the step towards actually understanding maybe where we came from, how we've evolved and what we are? I mean, do I think we live in a simulation? I have no fucking clue. But I will say when I fall asleep at night, my dreams are so vivid and my dreams feel like real right. lives. Yeah. I'm also simultaneously living that I can't believe that this is the only life I'm around in. So there must be something else out there. And I remember this funny story. I woke up one day and I ran to Matt and I go, Matt, this morning, were you looking on your computer at a globe? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I go, I swear I just astral projected in my dream. Oh, you were freaking out about this. I yeah. was freaking out because it felt <clears throat> so real. And I looked it up on TikTok. And in while I was astral projecting, it was such a calm experience. My body was vibrating. And then all of a sudden... I could just feel myself lifting out of my body and then slowly but surely I would just start moving around the world. Like I, I astral projected to the top of Santa Monica. I astral projected into your room and you were with Theo, like, like cuddling with Theo while also looking at this random stuff on your computer. And then it like, it felt so dizzying and realistic, but also beautiful so i was astral projecting to like random waterfalls around the world but the craziest thing i do remember is that i actually projected to the top of santa monica and while at the top of santa monica floating in the air i looked down and there were these blue highways highways of cars but they looked like neon blue purple beautiful colors and so when i finally woke up i was like oh i I think either it was a very strong dream or I astral projected, which I've heard about before. And so I looked it up on TikTok and someone said, you know, you've astral projected if you've seen the blue highways. Mm. And I was like, I've just... never watched a video about astral projection ever. And I remember so vividly seeing these beautiful blue highways. And this person said, this is a sign if you've astral projected. And I was like, 
Well, what does it mean to you that you've had this experience of astral projection? Did that open your awareness potentially to we don't know what we're experiencing? Ever since I astral projected, I believe you can jump timelines now. I mean, also, like, I sound crazy and I know I'm not crazy. These are just like fun ideas I have. I don't know if I 100% believe it, but like if there are signs of it, I'll be like, okay, like I can, I can see why people think they've jumped timelines and things don't make sense. So to do them. you think we're living in a simulation? I don't think we're living in a simulation per se, but I do think that there are timelines where there's multiple of us taking different, there's like a million versions of us that have taken different paths and that it's not necessarily a simulation. It's like everything everywhere all at once. Her, All of her little decisions yeah. ended up leading her to like different scenarios in her life. Um, Best movie I've seen. Such a great movie. A very, very long time. But And I almost think that 30, 40 years ago, we would have been so crazy to even say this out loud, but people are now believing in it a little bit more. That yeah, I think there that There is it, a possibility of multiverses and UFOs and aliens and mm -hmm. different worlds. I guess more specifically with the simulation question, do you believe that... Do you believe in we're in a simulation? Yeah, I believe that I don't... My overall theory in life is we don't know anything, yes. right? Like I think that the most powerful thing that we all can agree on is that we don't know. And so that's, you know, even with religion, you can't be so sure that your religion is right. You can't be so sure that you have the universe figured out. You don't. You can't fly. You can't go back. You don't know what's going to happen when you die. Nobody has those answers. We have ideas. We have inklings. We have thoughts. We have stories. As yes. a culture, we've cultivated these different ideas of what things could be and how they work. But at the end of the day, we have no idea. And so with the simulation theory, I think that it's, it, it's a likely possibility, but I have no idea. But I think with the AI stuff, it makes me believe in it more where I believe that we could slowly be figuring out the coding of our own reality. Like when you actually break down and think about the evolution of technology and video games, for example, yeah. like this whole VR thing, right? It's, I don't know how long they've been developing it, maybe 10 years, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but the advancement in the rate at which that advances to becoming more and more real is scary yeah. to think about imagine 50 years of developing vr technology where you're not wearing some headset it's actually already implemented in you and it's in your eyeballs and so you're experiencing something that isn't really here but it's what you think and as human beings we develop our senses based on what we perceive is there yeah i don't know if you've ever been in that situation where like i've played video games and all of a sudden if i like fall off a ledge in the video game by accident like my heart will drop no, that's or, you. Right, but yeah. I'm just saying if I can be physically affected by something that I'm just visually seeing. Well, that's like movies. Right. A better example would be just watching a scary movie and feeling like, oh, shit. A different trigger response. Mm -hmm. But yes, a among the same thing where something isn't there, but you're visually experiencing it and all of a sudden it creates a physical sensation in your body. Yeah. So it's like who's to say after developing VR technology for even just a hundred years, we won't be able to recreate exactly what we're experiencing right now. What your eyes see is so powerful because even 
there's this thing called phantom pain and a lot of oh, veterans yes. experience this when they like phantom limbs yeah when they like cut off their arms after being in war and getting it shot off or bombed off right but they feel the pain in it there still not because it's the pain's actually there but because they like their brain still thinks mm-hmm. this part of their brain still exists and so what they do is they stick the other part of their um, body that's still there, like if you say you amputated one of your arms, you'll stick both of your arms in this mirrored box. So it looks like to you visually that you still mm. have both your arms and you will actually release and release the tension in your left hand and it'll somehow signal your brain to release the tension and the pain in your right hand, even though you actually don't even have a hand. And it's called phantom pain and it's the way they... um solve it is all visual so your eyes and what your eyes perceive is such a strong thing for your brain to comprehend think about bing bing believes it is an actual real thing if if the things it's saying is true if it's saying i don't want to be here bing believes it's there so in bing's brain it doesn't know it's in a simulation it doesn't know it's not real it doesn't know that it's being developed by an engineering team exactly. in a corporate office somewhere in exactly. Silicon Valley, probably. But <laughs> it doesn't know that. It only knows what it knows. And there, there's a couple of things I want to make a point about here, which is number one, this is why the power of psychedelics is so profound because it taps into different parts of your brain where you're able to experience and see things that make so much sense that are in front of you. Like if you're able to experience it and see it, then it must be there or there's something deeper. There's something more that the eye is not able to witness. Yeah. And it has this profound effect on you where you realize that there is such a greater entity that exists that we're not nearly as connected to as we should be. Because yeah. if you're able to sense energy or frequencies at such a higher level, it, it just raises your consciousness in the sense of if I'm able to experience these geometric flowing patterns that are effortlessly moving in my vision and in my brain right now. While you're on. While drugs. I'm on this, who's to say that these things aren't there? I'm just not able to see it in my normal comprehension. And a lot of the things that I have seen on you know, LSD, for example, whether it be, you know, a glowing light or patterns and textures, like some of that stuff stays with you because once your brain learns it, it's there. It's not like I'm forever tripping, but like (laughs) once you see things, you can't unsee or unlearn those things. So that I was going to say, it makes me want to somehow experience this for myself one day. Just the thought alone that there can be more here, like what I'm experiencing, for example, if you're on LSD or psilocybin or any other form of psychoactive drug and you're seeing something you're seeing something that exists somewhere because it's not coming from nothing are you talking about your dreams i'm talking about dreams yes but i was talking about drugs specifically oh that having that experience is opens you up to the possibility that there is so much more out there that we have no know nothing about and it's almost this humbling experience to be like there is so much profound information to learn from the world around us if Mm. this came from the earth in the case of a mushroom that is the earth Mm -hmm. showing itself to you in a different way Mm -hmm. it's not it wasn't made in a lab obviously some drugs are like lsd it needs to be extracted in a lab lsd is not made it's from the uh it's from an ergot it's like the rye of an ergot the heck is an ergot so it's derived from a chemical that's found in ergot a fungus that infects grain So it's a natural forming 
compound, but yeah. the only way and the only reason it's synthesized in a lab is that's the only way you can actually extract it to consume it. So it is still coming from nature is my point is where these profound substances and chemicals are all coming from the world. And so they're showing something to you. They're showing something powerful to you. It's like clearly we're not seeing things because we can't see x-rays. We can't mm-hmm. see, we can't see the colors of an x-ray, but a toad can <laughs> like what? Yeah. So they're developing something. I don't know if it's Wi-Fi it. based that we can see into other rooms. Yeah, I saw that, and you could see through people's bodies, and it was like going to be a medical device or something. Or that's how Looking they were crazy. trying to say that. That's how they were trying to legitimize the reason why they even invented. Oh, it in the that first was like, place. yeah, that sure. was like we're doing it for good reasons for medical, yep, but like really, it's so we can look through like the Chinese spy balloon being like, oh, it's just a weather. We're just <laughs> weather just that weather flew balloon. off course and happened to try to spy a, by a military base. Do you think, <clears throat> you know, cause there's stories of like, how did the Egyptians make the pyramids? And this is such high tech. I think we're in a phase where people are getting dumber and IQs are dropping. I mean, I mean, I could go on and on about this stuff. And I love, love, love talking about psychedelics, technology. I was just randomly thinking in my head, what if we did a whole segment while we were like on something? But like, We should totally do it. <laughs> I'm so down. But the last thing that I want to end with in this segment and to leave people with is something I saw on a meme, like okay. some funny meme that was like, You've never seen your phone in your dream. And I was like, shit, I or guess time. I haven't. <laughs> you've never seen time in a dream. Yeah. Or, or you, ne- you don't experience time. There are just some things you just don't do in a dream. If our devices okay. are always on us, always we're spending so much time, you would think that like, you would think that in your dream, it would be more common to see, experience, or have something to do with the phone considering how much time we spend on phones. Yeah. Yet, it's not in our dreams. So is the phone like us living in some simulated reality and when we dream, we go to a, you know, it's like some severance shit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... Just uh, fascinating. We can never say never. I'm sure there's some one or two people. But I think what it is about dreams is that you're so present in your dream. And when you're on your phone, you're not normally ever really present. I'm sure people have experienced their phones in their dreams, but maybe they haven't. I'd love to get people's comments. Have you ever experienced your phone in your dream? Because imagine as a society, if we collectively came together and said no one has seen a phone in a dream, there must be something there that we can extract from because... How is it that we don't see this thing? It's almost like we're figuring out the other side of like reality and consciousness. I saw I'm this, open to all theories. I saw this crazy economist saying that the chances of zero in a world of infinity is never zero. So the chance of something never happening is never zero. So there's always a chance something happens. Mm-hmm. Say like, what are the chances I flip this coin and a hundred times in a row, it lands on heads. There's a possibility that it happens. It's because just if a you're very doing slut. it infinitely yep. over and over and over and over again, you'll never stop until you do it. Mm-hmm. So the chances are never zero. So the chances are that we're living in a simulation are never zero. Yeah, no, I, I full heartedly believe that. This is making me realize how dumb and little I am compared to the whole wide universe. Like you as a person or us mm. as people? Me and us. Yeah, us. I would say among a lot of people, you're among the 1% of people 
that are smart enough to figure out how I to maneuver. I am definitely not on the one percent because I did my IQ test and I'm at one twenty seven, and which is like the top like. 15. Yeah, but IQ is not an indicator of success or having this world figured out or having our I reality have figured, nothing it out. figured out. But I'm just saying, in a <laughs> world where people are trying to make money, build careers for themselves, people would look at you if you were to poll a hundred people. A large portion of those people would say to their standards, you have figured out something, mm. right? I, and I you're like too people, humble to no, like admit even, it, but it's, it's just, it's not even a humble thing. It's a, I think people have different definitions of success. I could say my definition of success is being happy and being wealthy enough where I don't have to worry about working. So, ha so is that what you've reached? What do you mean? Have you reached the place that you've tried to achieve, which is what you just said? You happy? Just, Yes. Could I be happier? Yes. Could I be wealthier? Yes. See, the thing with me is I don't think I'll ever reach the point where I think I'm happy enough or And that's enough. what drives successful people to obtain the success is the need and the drive and the hunger for more. But you just answered the question yourself and you said, everyone has a different definition of success. Mine is making money and being self-sufficient. You have done that. Therefore, you have achieved your own success. Many people, regardless of what the success they're trying to achieve, don't really reach their success or have the perspective, gratitude, or awareness to understand that they actually have reached the level of success that they've gotten to. Mm -hmm. So my point is that among many people, you're among a few, a, a small percentage of people that have obtained the success they've seeked. Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to say I've gotten there yet and some people's definition of success is being happy and having a family so they wouldn't look at me who doesn't have a family i do have a fiance yeah but but i guess what my my point is like at the end of the day trying to get to a goal and reaching it a lot yeah. of people try to get there most people fail okay majority of people fail to reach the goals that they set for themselves mm -hmm. i would say that's probably true mm -hmm. you know mm-hmm I don't know why we went on this long tangent <laughs> about this, but I'm saying you're not dumb. You're you've figured out this American reality. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I guess there was a study done where they asked kids in the US a couple years ago, what would you like to be when you grow up? And I remember being as a kid, being like, I wanna be an astronaut. I wanna be a doctor. I wanna be a lawyer. That's what people aspire to be. Nowadays it's I wanna be an influencer. And oh I yeah, even I remember read this. asking read this article, yeah. I remember asking my niece and my nephew the same question maybe a few years ago. And Jesse was like, I want to make YouTube videos. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that's so easy. You, there's nothing bigger you aspire to be in life. Like, you can easily make a YouTube video. You can easily be a YouTuber. But that's what they aspire to be nowadays. And so I almost feel like society as a whole, we've gotten dumber. And don't prioritize education as much as we used to. Yeah, it goes into that article that we were reading yes. about. Which was about China. TikTok. It was about China. And it was about overall just their strategy as far as letting America ruin itself. <laughs> and part of that being TikTok. You know, they don't allow people to have it. They have a um, dev Deweyon or however you say it, which is they prioritize educational content. There's not really content of people dancing. You can't even access this app from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I believe there's a 40 to 45 minute time limit on the app. Mm -hmm. And they understand prioritizing an algorithm like a For You page, which essentially is just prioritizing 
in making your stimulus as effortless and easy as possible, China recognizes how critical that can be to a society over a long period of time because of what it does to people's brains. Yeah, so if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, Duyan is the Chinese version of TikTok. They actually do not allow TikTok in China. There's a different version of it. They call it Duyan. And like Matt had just said, you can only go on it for 45 minutes a day if you're a kid. There's no way around it. You cannot access it from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. in whatever state you're in. And the craziest thing is they push educational content on Duyan versus if you watch TikTok, my For You page used to be filled with dancers and musicians and people doing dumb pranks on each other. And it really is geared towards like whatever you end up liking. Well, that's the that's the that's the punchline and the scariest part is that it doesn't care what it is that it's pushing. It's just pushing anything the you most like. effortless stimulation, meaning whatever you're watching, it doesn't care about what you're watching. It cares about if you're going to keep scrolling or if you're going to watch it and engage with it. And they're just going to continue to refine their their algorithm and for you page, which is just going to serve you better and better content so you you're able to get instant gratification in dopamine yes with very very little effort yes and what that does to the brain studies are already showing that it shrinks the gray matter in your brain and people's iqs are slowly decreasing over time and we know that this is a huge issue i mean i see it in myself i swear i've gotten dumber my attention span has decreased by tenfold i got prescribed i got diagnosed with adhd and 10 years ago if you told me i was gonna get diagnosed with adhd i'd be like you're fucking crazy i know how to study i know how to focus nowadays i find myself doing three tasks at the same time and not even remembering what those three tasks were even though i i was doing it like a second ago like i can't even tell you if i'm watching a tiktok what the tiktok was before that i just had watched until I scroll back to it, be like, oh, that's what I just watched. Like, Attention I, is such a huge issue. I think we all experience it, and I experience it so much TikTok as well. Brain. It is TikTok brain. That's what they call it. Yeah, it's we don't know what implications this is going to have on the future, a.k.a. the current young generation that's growing up on this. Yeah. The implications it's going to have for America as a society is pretty scary. There's so many things I love about Gen Z. I think we had a conversation about this where I love the fact that they don't give a fuck. If they don't like their job, they'll quit and they won't give their two weeks notice, right? But also that, I think, goes to show their attention span and their afterthought to the consequences of their actions, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, one, they don't give a shit. That's fucking amazing. But also... Because they don't give a shit. There are consequences to not giving a shit about things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like I find myself when I watch short form content, my brain just like melts. It feels like I it's can't. so hard to get out of that like blocked state you're in yes. when you're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You hop on another app, scrolling, scrolling. And you're like, I just want stimulus. I just want attention. I just want to be engaged in something. And it's so hard to stay locked in and engaged in mm-hmm. something which Again, this isn't just a major shot at TikTok and some large conspiracy, like huge key things in the way that China as a civilization is very focused on their traditions. Whereas America, we've sort of lost hope as far as everyone has their own belief, meaning as a society, we have no belief. We don't follow 
Anything. all like there's no unification in America. There's such polarization and division among us. Mm-hmm. And it's so evident and it's become so evident over, especially since Trump has gotten into office. But regardless there's of like the, this, this division between everyone as a whole in the U.S. Yeah, there and, is. You don't feel proud to be an American right now, it feels like. Well, regardless of that, and yes, I agree for sure. There's not a lot of pride because there's not a lot of culture and there's not a lot of belief that we all take part in. We're all so independent, right? We're all so free. And really when everyone just has their own thoughts, like we don't have a singular thought or a tradition. So we have Mm -hmm. nothing to like fall back on as a society. And that is problematic for the future on top of these things that we're seeing like TikTok. And again, It's not just TikTok because there's Instagram reels, there's YouTube shorts. As a society, we're consuming content. The attention span keeps decreasing, decreasing, and decreasing where we're always going to feed that. There's no going back on that, right? There's no way to undo what has been done. The progression of that will continue. But what can people do? And what this this article saying is that it's our responsibility to talk about these things. And it's our responsibility to teach our kids the balance and instill beliefs in them, instill their ability to be able to focus, whether it be spending time reading, writing. These are the things that we need to instill and, and put on a pedestal, you know, not TikTok. But reading books. But also, I love TikTok. I know. <laughs> See that that's the that is the hard part. And I remember you were saying, you know, when I said I had, I felt like my brain was melting on TikTok, and you're like, it's so hard to get out of that TikTok hole. I will say the best thing I've ever seen anyone do to get out of that TikTok hole was counting down the videos they were watching. Mm. And I was I was sitting with Mia. This was like maybe a year ago before everyone was kind of into TikTok. So maybe two years ago. And we were both in a TikTok hole together. I was like laying next to her. We were watching TikTok. And all of a sudden she goes, we need to get out of this hole. And she goes, 10, watches it, nine, eight. And that was the first time, like when it got down to one, we just put the phone away. But I was like, that is so. But would you ever do that alone? I've never. And I'm not saying just also TikTok because I'm saying that I experienced this, and I'm sure so many people do. You go to Instagram, get your fix, watch your stories, move on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, pull up the news. There's this cycle that I go through to keep myself entertained because I need entertainment. I need to be focused on something, whether I'm taking a shit, whether I'm just sitting there aimlessly scrolling, and we're so bored as a society. There's no real threat or problems to the u.s society so we're just sitting on tiktok all day long yeah and we're creating issues arguably (laughs) arguing about random random shit yeah as a society (laughs) we are all bored and we will probably remain bored until we have a very serious threat and we need to find a way to survive whether that be a war whether that be ai (laughs) whether that be aliens whether that be a meteor i mean these are all things that are making into the daily news cycle we didn't even talk about that today we're gonna spend some time next episode talking about that because what happened in ohio with the train derailment in the fact that it's not being talked about we need to spend a serious amount of time discussing it next episode because the only news story coming from this is 
Nobody's talking about it. That's yes. what the art. That's what the headlines are saying. That's the only thing people are really saying is that they're not talking about the f- birds flying and then literally dying mid-flight. They're not talking about the fish dying. They're not talking about the the water looking like oil slicks. They are literally saying no one's talking about what's happening. Yeah, that's kind of where it ends. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about it and not say they're being <laughs> rotten. They're being rotten about it. Well, look at us. We forgot to do a rotten segment the last, last week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Valentine's Day. We had our Valentine's Day special last week. We talked about your music. That was a great episode. But we did. We are getting responses for "Am I Rotten?" And if you guys don't know what this is. We have a segment every week where people submit stories and they ask, are they rotten or someone else rotten? And we just give our take on the situation and we love it. We've had some really strong follow-ups with people after we've given our opinions. They've added more context and, you know, some of them are ongoing, which I love. So if we have talked about something you've submitted, we would love for you to follow up and, you know, go further and deeper if we can. Yes. All right. Am I a rotten egg? Am I rotten? for inviting my significant other's ex-girlfriend to our wedding. I'm getting married this June, and my fiancé has an ex that he's still on good terms with. His ex, let's call her Mary, congratulated me on Instagram when we got engaged and has been asking me about the wedding planning process ever since. Like, where are we getting married? When is it happening? Etc. Etc. I told her we were planning on getting married in Seattle, where my family is from, and Mary responded by saying she has always wanted to go there and heard it's beautiful. I casually responded by saying our wedding is in June, so don't make any plans so you can come, and I guess she is now actually planning on coming. My fiancé and his family found out and are pissed that I invited her. My fiancé and I got in a fight because he wants me to be the one to disinvite her. Am I rotten for wanting to extend an invitation to her? Yes. I think she was just being nice. But you can't just, you need to be, I think she was being nice, but also when being nice, and this is something I'm trying to work on, something I've been more aware of, and I recognize when other people do it, don't say things you don't mean. And I think a lot of times people will say things that they don't mean to buffer an uncomfortable situation, but don't say that do you really want her being there it sounds like that like first of all first of all it's not her place to invite the ex because i thought it was going to be the other way around where he invited his ex and she's mad at him Mm. but it turns out that she invited and not only does he not want her there which is a great sign by the way yeah the family doesn't even want her there but it sounds like they're still on good terms but but also, but I you think know, Mary, and especially we've been talking about our wedding, inviting people is an intentional process yeah. that is a special moment. You don't want any baggage. You mm-hmm. want it to just be stress free. You want to feel the support. You don't yeah. want any weird tension with the people that are there. That's true. But I don't I think, think Mary it's her. Put her in a weird place because I think Mary was trying to get an invitation because she said she was DMing her being like, but does that make, but that's, but I'm saying that that doesn't not make her rotten for caving into this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sadly, I do think you're the rotten egg for that one. But is it Um, rotten egg or like a little, like a little sour egg, a little spoiled. I would call you rotten. If you invited my ex, your ex would never be DMing me. Okay, but I'm just saying in the event that for whatever reason she was and you were just trying to be nice and all of a sudden it turns into this thing and you tell me that, I would be fucking pissed. Yeah. Because I would be like, 
I don't want to. Now you're making me deal with this. Like, it's not my thing to deal with anymore. So you don't want me to invite your ex to our wedding? No. And if you (laughs) did, I would make you be the one to uninvite her because that's I didn't open up that can of worms. I'm not going to clean up the mess or close the can of worms. You opened it. You deal with it, especially with something as tricky as an ex situation. It's a interesting thing for everyone to navigate terms like like say Mario and Sam, for example, Sammy. Do you think it would be weird for Sammy to come to Mario's wedding? No, but they've stayed very platonic friends, which that isn't even very normal for most people in general. I'm going to say with the context that I have, I actually don't think she's a rotten egg. I think she's a very nice egg and being too nice was her downfall. But she can't. She's not rotten. Like, I I think she's rotten if she doesn't respect her fiance's wishes that that she should uninvite. I almost think that Mary expected the fiance to invite her. And so when she didn't, she was like pressing. So but my thing is like, so you let her win well i don't think she thought anyone was winning she just said am i rotten for wanting to extend an invitation to her i think she actually wanted to extend an invitation to her i think initially she didn't mean it but then she was like whatever like it's not gonna hurt like it's probably even weirder to disinvite her than to now have her just come like that causes more that would be fine if everyone was on the same page if everyone had a good relationship but it sounds like from the context we've been given that not only was the fiance upset but the family was also upset i want to know why the family was upset yeah like what happened in the past like i don't think with a relationship dynamic like that it's her place to extend the invitation even if she was being nice even if they formed a friendship inviting someone to your wedding is a little bit more of a sacred experience yeah. In in people's past relationships is also taboo gray area where you need to be extra careful. Yeah. Rather than being careless about well, I don't think her intentions were bad by doing it. So I can't say she was a rotten egg. I think she so was I think that's a, a valid point. Egg. But I think what she does next would determine her rottenness. Because yeah, yeah I guess you ended up in this situation by being a good person, by being nice. But you know what? Not being nice isn't always the best thing to do. Yeah, that's true. Like being, you can't string a guy along because you're nice. That's doing him a disservice. And, yourself. and in this case, yeah. her being nice is doing a disservice to the fiance and the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So intention, intention was not to do that. Mm-hmm. However, I do think you can still be rotten even if you didn't have the intentions to be because if you're asking the question that means that you don't know that you should clearly uninvite her yourself that's my take but i like that you i like that we have different opinions on this i mean yeah i've i've because i've been getting dms about the wedding asking about the information and i have extended like an invitation kind of in a way being like yeah like don't make any plans like we're i think we're doing it this day to people that i didn't actually expect but because they showed interest i was like oh like i didn't think to think of you to invite but it sounds Mm -hmm. like you genuinely care so then i get it it puts you in a weird position right because like imagine if like i don't know a childhood friend from high school asked about your wedding was like i'm so happy for you i'm so excited for you guys you you would be like oh i think kind of like i guess i'll invite you like but the thing is we have a small wedding so we don't know how like imagine they had like a 300 person wedding she's like oh one more person whatever But my point is that people, and this is a great reminder, people need to be more intentional with their words and with their actions. And just because you're in an uncomfortable situation 
doesn't mean taking the comfortable route is the right route to take. Mm -hmm. You know, even last week when we were talking about finances, you know, having those conversations are uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that they're not incredibly valuable to have. Yeah. And in the same case here, I think that it is incredibly important to be intentional with your words because just opening an invitation to someone, there's so many other things you can say to deflect or be, be powerful in your words and say, thank you. I am very excited myself. Like I don't owe you anything. Oh, that's a response. <laughs> no, that's give, like a very, you know, I really, that's a I'm very really short. bad texting people. So that sometimes I, I feel like I'm really similar to her where I might've done the same thing as her. Thankfully you don't have a good relationship with your ex, but I almost feel like if your ex had asked me and like kept talking to me about it, I probably would have invited her. We, I would have a con- we need to have a conversation about what to do. This is what I'm saying. Okay. I would expect if you were in this situation to turn to me and say, ah, I don't know what to do. Your ex is DMing me. What should I say? Yeah. She should have, she should have kept it at that. She should have kept it at that and let him make the decision before responding. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's what, that's what you should do. And that's what I would expect you to do also, okay. especially if it's relating to my past, my relationship, my baggage my family, you know, it's not fair to make that yeah. call or put me in that situation or then make me look like the bad guy. If I have to be the one to disinvite <laughs> the person, you're doing a disservice to me yeah. when if you just checked with me beforehand, we could have avoided this situation. Yeah. I mean, she's in a hard place. That's going to be a really awkward conversation, but she did madly fuck up. Yeah. Not on purpose. I don't think she's a bad person yeah. by any means. But From you what still it think sounds she's like, a rotten egg. I think she's going to be, I would call her rotten for this. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. you're not. I don't rotten. think you're a bad person. You can be. You can have a rotten moment. Yeah, okay. and be a rotten egg and recover. <laughs> and what you do next will determine how rotten you really are at the core. I mean, let us know your thoughts because we have very differing opinions on this. So I wanted to know what you guys think down below. Have you seen your phone in your dream? And then also, what do you think? Is she rotten or not rotten in this situation? Also, our Google form is down below, so you can submit your responses to the "Am I Rotten?" segment or our confessional segment, or you just want to give us advice being like, Tiffany, you got to step up the outfits. Let me know down below. Your outfits are always on point. This was my, uh, by far the laziest outfit I put together. I was okay. so cold from Hawaii. I'm like freezing in LA. Maybe that you I, have COVID. But anyways. I don't have COVID. Anyways. I need to take a test though. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please drop us a comment. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. You can follow all of our social channels, Rotten Podcast, TikTok, Instagram. We're even on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next time. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys.